When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Tara Styles podcast. I'm Tara Styles, and I'm really happy to be here to be chatting with you. Although I know we're not chatting right now, but I know you're out there listening and I appreciate the conversation, the feedback, the voice messages. Some of you leave on my little website, the comments, the conversation, all of it. I appreciate it. Today's episode, oh, I think this one will be a good one. A nice conversation, not really about comparison mindset, but about noticing what is going on sort of out there in the world. If you're wanting to do something, or if you are doing something, sort of noticing what other people are doing, what's happening, but then saying, okay, that's going on. Maybe some of it you're really into or inspired by or a fan of. Some of it I'm sure you're repulsed by, not a fan of, but ultimately putting all of that down, at least for a moment, and sitting with yourself or being with yourself and noticing uh, what's going on with you. <clears throat> Sorry, I've still got radio voice <laughs> for another week, it seems like. Noticing what's going on with you and noticing how you are, who you are, and what is getting you just oh, so excited to share and serve. I want to lead this classic meditation in a moment. I know a lot of you have done this with me and with maybe Malika or Deepak, but it's the who am I, what do I want, how can I serve? And it's just an over and over and over thing I love to share because it gets you right in the center of what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? My my Southern comes out there a little bit. What are you doing? And really why? Why are you doing it? And how are you feeling? And all those things. Those are the good questions. Those are the yes, I feel energized. I feel vital. I feel like I could keep doing this for as long as I am enjoying it or as long as I want to or need to be doing it in that way. So I know it's super easy to get frustrated, to feel inadequate, to compare in a way where you might feel less than other people that you're looking at. <clears throat> and I'm aware that I'm someone for some people that may look at me and say, oh, all these big things going on and people coming for stuff in person and I've worked with big brands and all of this stuff. And maybe you've done that too. Maybe you've done a little bit of it or a lot of it. Maybe you're like, I'm not in this industry. <laughs> but even if you're 
sort of not on this track of, of doing things outwardly. We're all here together. We're all having the same desire to share something inside of us in some way. And something I've learned that's been so incredibly helpful that I keep coming back to is not shutting yourself off from what everyone else is doing. There's a lot out there that's you might find really cool. There's a lot out there that I was about to say that I find really cool and inspiring and I love it. I love people and I love what people are doing, especially in areas that I want to improve with, like learning more about food, even though I've written a couple cookbooks. I feel like, oh, there's just so much to get into there. I love it. I love sharing, crafting, knitting, tai chi, the healing arts, all of that. It's an endless exploration of learning. And I love that. And I feel like it's really important to get yourself to a place where when you're learning and growing, it's exciting. It feels like an exploration instead of a, oh, there's so much to learn. I'm so inadequate. I remember years ago, I was in LA for, I don't know, some video I was doing, yoga video. And I was in Trader Joe's just staying at a, you know, standard hotel or something. But I always would go to the grocery store and get some fruits and snacks and things like that. All of us yoga hippies do the same thing. (laughs) Wellness hippies, well-being hippies, and regular people. You got to get your snacks. And I remember this woman came up to me in the aisle. She goes, are you Tara Stiles? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do yoga, you know. And she said, I just did a yoga teacher training And I feel so overwhelmed. I feel like I'm buried under having so much more to learn. Sorry about all the throat clearing here. And I thought, oh, this is awful. There is so much more to learn. But that feeling of I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm never going to get there. That's not necessary. We don't need that. So I don't know if that was something she was feeling that was self-directed or coming from the outside. There's really no ways of knowing that. I have some ideas about it from what she shared and sort of tone of the group she was in and all of that. But really, I think there's so much to learn from that. We can so easily slide into these positions of being less than. And that's why I love community. I I love people. I love being around people. I love being inspired by people. And true sort of well-being in a way is realizing that we all have something to contribute and share. Even when I'm in a group and I'm the leader of the yoga class or the yoga training, yeah, I'm there and it's my role to create an experience a good atmosphere, a nice beginning, middle, and end to a practice. But I know that those times when I get together with people in person or works online too, that part of the reason it feels so good is I really do value everybody there. (laughs) I really do care 
isn't quite the right word. It's I'm interested in what's going on. And I feel like that's something that we all have naturally or it comes when we sort of uncover or get to the bottom of what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it. So it doesn't happen when we're doing something because we want to get attention or we're doing something because it looks so cool or we're doing something because it's a show off thing or whatever. And I understand that too. I understand that urge of, oh my gosh, I'm doing this big thing. It's so cool. Wow. But it's exhausting if you let yourself kind of stay in that mindset. (sighs) If you ground yourself down, roll around a little bit, do your thing, and then just open yourself to the people around you that you're doing it not for, but with in a way, then it's so awesome. It's so sustainable. It's so much more of a joy and easy to connect to that place of who am I? What do I want? How can I serve? Because you're not in charge of everybody in that way. You're in charge of the space and keeping everybody safe and all of that, but you're not putting yourself up on a pedestal. And I don't mean to say like, don't put yourself up on a pedestal, but don't put yourself up on a pedestal. (laughs) You can be on a stage if you're on a stage and you're speaking or whatever, that's great. But relating to people, sharing what you know and connecting with, not to, is everything. I mean, check out nature. I mean, I know I'm I'm obsessed with the trees, but come on. Trees are amazing. They're, They're all together. They're communicating. They're communicating underground. They're responding to the breeze. They're a part of each other, which is amazing. Nature is amazing in that way. We get so many ideas when we just Go outside, put your feet in the ground, look around, walk around. You feel better because you're reminded that what you're doing in your life with your purpose and your sharing and all of that is a co-creation. It's a together project. It's not you against the world or you against those other people doing a similar thing. Forget about all that. It's you learning and growing and improving, sharing this thing that you're cooking up essentially. And even when you're handing it to somebody, it's a co-creation. It comes alive in the relationship. This is what I love about shiatsu. I'm obsessed with leaning on people and I get so much practice in life and in yoga classes and all that. You can do DIY kind of self shiatsu. I'm doing it right now, just kind of leaning on myself. We all do it. We all lean on ourselves for self-care and pleasure and taking care of ourselves and comforting ourselves when we're overwhelmed and in pain and all of these things. But the magic in shiatsu doesn't happen because a shiatsu practitioner is leaning on your meridian in a certain way and then you get affected because they are doing this thing to you the almost wild thing that happens. And it's hard for some people to understand. (laughs) Originally, we just kind of have to do it. We all can relate to this. If there's healing or if there's change or energy shift or whatever, it doesn't always have to be like healing, like there's something healing here. 
but a shift, a flow, a change is in that relationship. That's why robots can't really do shiatsu to us. Robots can might be able to give a good massage at some point, but it's in that response. It's in that relationship between you and the person leaning on you or you and yourself if you're leaning on yourself. So the more I practice leaning on myself, leaning on others, the more I learn about my own, what's going on, my own purpose, my own meanness, my own authenticity, (laughs) all of those things. So let's have a little meditation. I know I've rambled on a little bit. Let's have a little who am I meditation to get into that self, to remember that listening to yourself is not selfish. Just forget about that word selfish. (laughs) It's just not bad, I suppose. Listening to yourself is necessary for you to make really any sustainable, meaningful connection with other people to share what you're offering. All right, let's get into it. So find a uh, cozy place, whether you're sitting or standing or walking or driving. Keep doing what you're doing if you're doing something where you need your attention, but also allow yourself to move around so you're more comfortable. And this will hopefully improve whatever you're doing as well. <laughs> so it's not to take you out and to shut off, shut off your surroundings. It's to include yourself in a more safe, a more alert way, calmly alert readiness in your surroundings and whatever you're doing, <clears throat> which is so cool. <sighs> All right, notice what's happening with you. Notice how you feel. Notice your breath literally moving you. Wow. Like you've got a helper doing some of that work for you. Lifting, expanding, taking you somewhere and ah, releasing, relaxing making it even nicer to be you right here. All right, I'll roll through these three questions. Don't feel like you need to rush to find the answer. Simply notice what happens when the question rolls through you. First one, who am I? What do I want? How can I serve? Who am I? What do I want? How can I serve? (sighs) 
and let that go a little bit, a little roll around. Notice how you feel. Give yourself some time to just hang out in a little daydream, a little reflection time on what came up for you. Maybe you did find all the answers. <laughs> or an answer for now. Maybe there was a feeling. Maybe there were more questions. Who knows? Just simply notice what came up for you. So I learned that from my friend Malika Chopra. She came to our studio in New York when her book Living with Intent came out. This was a long time ago. And she led that with everybody. She was just talking about the book and easy, casual. There was a bunch of us just sitting on the floor listening to her. And then she whipped out this meditation. We were all like, whoa. <laughs> and she said she learned it from her dad, Deepak. That's how we know each other. Deepak asked me a long time ago to do a yoga app with him before I even heard of yoga apps. And from there, he asked me to be his yoga teacher one-on-one -on, -one on the shoot of that app. And I thought, I actually said to him, are you sure? Because you don't need a yoga teacher. <laughs> you know all about yoga. And he said, yeah, I know. I know all about yoga, but you are going to take me through the yoga. That's what you do. He said to me something and I, I'm pretty proud of it. He said a lot of the yoga teachers and he's taken from everybody, not everybody, but a lot of yoga teachers over the years. And he said they all try to impress him with how much they know about yoga. And I guess I'm just like from the Midwest, so <laughs> I'm never going to try to impress somebody with my knowledge. I didn't go to like an Ivy, Ivy League college and all that kind of stuff. So me trying to impress somebody with what I know is like a joke. But I know how to take someone through yoga real good. I can do that real good. And I can pay attention to the person I'm leading real good. And I can make it about them. And I can notice what's happening with them and make decisions on the fly about what can be better for them. And the more I practice that, which is what I practice when I lead, the better I get at doing it. I said, why would you want someone reciting a book at you? <laughs> Go to the library and get a book. And he's like, I know. So he said something like that in a, in a nice quote, the New York Times called him. They were doing this profile on me back in 2010. And he said the most amazing quote. We have it on the website and everything. Just so generous. And he also said about me, which I didn't really have <clears throat> that much self-awareness about, but he said, you know, a lot of people are upset that I've, this was back in 2010 when I things started happening for me relatively quickly because she's gotten a lot of attention quickly or whatever. And he said, but just because she's ambitious doesn't mean she's a show off. So he was basically saying that I wasn't a show off, which I liked the most, you know, <sighs> I like to show off with people. I'd like to connect with people. I like to do a lot of things. I'm, I am ambitious. That's okay. <laughs> really ambitious, but I also want to feel good. I don't want to break myself down like a used car. I don't want to end up in the body shop. You know what I mean? I want to take care of myself. There's so much to do. I'm so excited about. I mean, this year I recently started working with a new 
um, business manager, I suppose I could say. My friend Tina Wells, who's amazing, who I met at an event of Zibby Owens, one of her events in Charleston, South Carolina last year. And I was seated next to Tina and we've got a mutual friend, my friend Stephanie. Hello, Steph. If you are listening out there, her daughter, Cora and Daisy, my daughter are like exactly the same age. So Steph came to our recent yoga class on the farm, which was amazing. So got to see her. But I sat next to Tina and Tina's like a. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Business whiz. She's written tons of books and done tons of product lines and really sort of comes up with all these ideas herself. And I sort of do the same thing, but I am inspired by her sort of girl bossness of the whole thing. And she's also chill. She takes good care of herself, which I think is just, you know, these are the kind of people that I idolize. So I interviewed her on this podcast about one of her recent books called The Elevation Approach, which is a very good book for work-life harmony, which she talks about. So I'm really into that book. (laughs) It's like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I should be doing that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I should be doing that. So go back and listen to that if you want to listen to Tina Well. She's amazing. And she told me, hey, you should be working with this person um, as your manager. I had a an agent at CAA for a really long time and was doing a lot of things with them, which was great. And then I was pregnant. And I'm like, I need to slow it down just a little bit. I don't want to be running around doing gigs. I have Strala. I really want to just focus on Strala and nurture the ease that is oozing out for a while. So I kept doing books and was doing gigs like on my own if they came through on email and Mike and I were sort of figuring it out. So I was still staying pretty busy, but I didn't want the sort of all the time busyness that working with someone who was relying on me for extra income as well. You know, part of that economy of having a representative or a business partner is you you want to keep working so they can support their family too, you know, and their business and all of that and everything goes together. But it's it was a little too chaotic for me. So I pulled back and it's kind of a crazy move. Like, why would you stop working with a big agency? Like I needed space. I need to create space. So I was talking to Tina and I was saying like, oh, I'm just ready to get back in a little bit. You know, Daisy's in school. I don't want to be gone all the time, but I could be doing some things. I could be doing some things and I've got some ideas. So she suggested somebody, a woman who I've known for a long time who works in PR. I'm like, well, I don't really want a full-time PR. Like when I have a book come out, whatever. She's like, no, 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 just contact her, see what happens. So I did. I reconnected with her. Again, somebody I've known for a long time. She worked on a project, a DVD I did with Jane Fonda. And I just reached out to her and she said, you know what, Tara, I've been thinking about you. <laughs> and I'm like, of course, that's how it goes. So we had a Zoom end of last year 
We had a couple of Zooms and we we're just talking about it. Like, could we do something? Like, how could we do it? What do we want to do? What are the things? And I'm like, this is really, really cool because we're actually together figuring out what our goals are. And for me, I need people around a little bit, a little bit of people. Um, I need someone who can stand up for me, who can advocate for me. Mike does that. And this woman does that now and her team does that. So we've done a few things together and I'm just so grateful, so excited. And it's been so cool. Um, and I love working with women, nothing against men, but I love, love working with women who also prioritize taking good care of themselves. So yeah, so that's been happening. And it's been really nice to, through that partnership, continue to ask myself, who am I? What do I want? How can I serve? So I don't go right back into just taking gig, 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 doing, 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 reaching out, reaching out, reaching out. It's very mindful and feels really good. So I don't think I'll have to pull back <laughs> ever again. And if I do, that'll be fine. But, you know, you live, you learn. I got, I got sort of, um, almost in the body shop. <laughs> My car almost broke down, <laughs> but now I'm back sustainable. So looking around again at, at people doing things. I mean, there's some really cool podcasts out there. I really like audiobooks too. There's so many things to do every day. You can wake up and go, wow, there's so much to do. And it's also so nice to breathe and just be with yourself. When I first moved to New York, I had this little game with myself. I would I was renting a little apartment on 78th in York. It was like 200 square feet. And I would get myself in the six train and I'd go downtown for like all kinds of things I had to do or wanted to do. And I would time the trip in breaths. I would say, okay, how many breaths does it take to get from 78th to Union Square? And not just regular breaths. I would slow them down and breathe really big, hold my breath at the top, breathe out really long, hold my breath at the bottom, which for me is harder than holding at the top. So let me know if it's harder for you to hold your breath at the top or the bottom. I think it's a personality thing or something, but it feels better for me to hold while I'm full. I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I've got the goods in the pantry kind of a thing, but holding when I'm empty, whoa, that's, oof, that's a tough one. So I'll work through that but that was a good practice. So just leaving space in your life to do weird things like that. You know, I love that. I was singing to some deer today, <laughs> coming back from dropping Daisy off at school. There's some deer in a little yard here. Mike sneaky filmed me. I put it up on my Instagram story. You can make fun of me. <laughs> so there's something really fun in there to wrap it all up to to remember about really getting into what are you doing? Why are you doing it? How do you feel about it? And then going out there into the ocean of what everybody else is doing, checking it out, 
taking some time knowing that you're going to get triggered a little bit like, oh man, their thing is so fancy. That looks so good, whatever. Or, or oh, I don't like what that's going on. That's going to happen. It's like shopping at the mall. You know, you're not going to be drawn to everything. And then come back home to yourself and say, oh, okay, did I get inspired? What inspired me? What do I not want to do? How do I want to do it? And this is for everybody. This isn't just about like creating a wellness business or whatever. It's about cultivating your life, living with your family, how you spend your time, all of these simple things too. So thanks for letting me share (laughs) that bit about comparison mindset, about getting to know yourself, about having that be a real live process of creating space and asking yourself, how you doing? What are you doing? How you doing it? Are you progressing? Are you moving forward? Are you enjoying yourself? All of these things. So hopefully that was fun. (laughs) I had fun thinking about you all, talking with you all. And it's okay to keep things simple, you know? I do a lot of things that look fancy, but you're with yourself at the end of the day. It's just you. At some point, you're going to be in the bathroom, going to the bathroom just like everybody else. That's not fancy, (laughs) you know? For this podcast, it's not fancy. It's just me. I'm literally in this living room talking into this microphone, and that's fine. And I know people listen. That's cool. And if people didn't, you know, probably wouldn't do it very long. (laughs) Just doing it for myself. Just sit and talk to myself anyway. But you can make something really impactful without it being flashy too. I think that's also something nice to remember. Maybe it can give you a little a little push, a little pull for that. So I know I've got a lot of people listening to this and that's exciting. And I know it's not because of the camera quality. <laughs> it's because of the connection. And I really believe that we all have something unique and wonderful to share. I mean, that's just, I know I said I believe it, but that's just true. You know, we all have such unique gifts and whether it's a podcast, whether it's ours is Astrala Yoga app or getting together in person. Obviously my main thing is yoga and moving around, moving with ease, all of that. It's like going to be my thing for my whole life. I love it. But whatever it is, whether your thing is being with your family, that's amazing. Whether it's taking care of your mom or your dad. That's amazing. How can you do that and feel good and feel productive and take care of yourself? So you don't have to be sort of out there in the world, getting people to like you on the internet to have a big impact. And all the internet stuff is fine too. (laughs) I always liked the internet for a place to make friends in real life. So I remember back in 2006 when I was making YouTube videos and people would say, oh, a lot of, there's a lot of views. I'm like, what do you mean views? I really didn't understand. I said, well, if there's a lot of people watching, maybe I get to meet them someday. And then when I started traveling for yoga workshops, I would get to meet people. And that was cool. That's more cool <laughs> for me anyway. The connection is always so lovely. It's Erna's birthday. I think her husband 
posted that Erna passed away a little while ago. Erna's a good friend of mine, a good friend of the Strala Yoga community who I never would have met without these kinds of connections. And she became a dear friend of mine all across the entire world with a completely different life than mine in Malaysia. But you know, we have so much in common. Erna inspired me to share more recipes with friends around the world. Make Your Own Rolls Cookbook was inspired by Erna, 100%. And to take recipes, she made me a, a cookbook. She DIY'd me a cookbook with all of her favorite recipes. And it really inspired to share her recipes and people I met around the world through yoga, and then to make them in a way that's as easy as possible, as delicious as possible, and as cost-effective as possible. And I'm not a professional cook, but I love the community about that. I really love cooking, so that's fun. But I always love learning from people who are actually really good at it. So you never know what's going to happen when you allow yourself to connect with people. And maybe this, again, I'll just wrap this up here because I'm rambling on, but just a little inspiration to, to not feel bad about yourself ever when you're following what's inside of you, when you're doing something you feel really passionate about, really good about. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't get insecure in a way or try to uh, get around that or get through that by shutting down the internal voices that say you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, people don't like you, all that stuff. And also quieting down what you're looking at too. Look at the things that inspire you and then put it away and live your life, create, do, because my goodness, everybody that I've met through connecting with yoga, I'm excited because I love that people feel like I've helped them. That's something I'm really happy about. It makes me really giddy when somebody says, oh my gosh, I feel really good because of your videos or your class in person or whatever it is. And I, I really do genuinely love that. I'm so corny for that kind of interaction. <laughs> corny. <laughs> um, but then what is even also, I was going to say even more, but it's also just so big and so cool is what that person is into, what they're doing, what they're up to. And this is why Oh, I just get so excited about people and what they're doing because everybody everybody has the potential to do such cool things, especially when we get past this like surface crap. You know, who are you? What do you do? Where do you live? Blah, blah, blah. That's fine too. I mean, sometimes you need to just like figure stuff out with people like, who are you? <laughs> Where do you live? What's going on? <laughs> but getting to the passions, getting to the ideas, this is when you can instantly have cool conversations with people. If you let yourself drop that worriedness about putting everybody in different levels on the pedestal, you'll have really cool conversations. You know, probably talk to the person that's most interesting to you in the room a lot faster with a lot more joy and fluidity. And when I first moved to New York, I had a friend in the art world and she would invite me to some openings and I'm not in the art world, but art is very cool. <laughs> And I would go and just instead of trying to network or fit in, I would just go and look at stuff and talk to people that were interesting. And I remember one time my friend came over and she said, how are you talking to that person? I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, that 
that's the most important person in the whole world of this room or whatever. And she got really upset about me, upset with me a little bit that I wasn't like introducing her. But honestly, I had no idea that they were important. We had a really great conversation about something and I was telling them about yoga. They were telling me about the art that they were doing for the show. And I just learned in that moment how on the right track it is to just connect with people about things instead of about the superficial stuff, you know, and it's in every industry. It's not just in the wellness industry, the art world, whatever. We just got back from the Vogue knitting conference, which was amazing. And, it, and I, I, I love knitting and I do these really simple patterns, you know, because I can do them and I'm not advanced, <laughs> even though I've been doing it for like 15 years, but hats and sweaters, all this kind of stuff. And the people that I met there were doing this such intricate stuff. And I get it after a while, you want to get advanced, you know. But I think I'm like, I, I like never care about getting advanced at yoga either. I mean, I can do some moves or whatever, but I was a dancer. So I know it's not really advanced to be able to do a handstand, you know. But people want to do it so I can happy to lead handstands, things like that. But personally... I could kind of care less. I'm happy that my body works and I can do things and I'm mobile and I have strength and mobility and all that stuff. But as far as like what yoga pose I'm working on, I'm working on inner peace <laughs> always. Uh, so I would just remind myself and remind you if this is resonating for you to forget about the hierarchy of who's who and what's what and who's supposed to be up here and where you are on that scale of importance and free yourself of all that as much as you can and connect about what you're interested in and, and look at other people and ask them questions about what they're interested in and forget about having a goal or an agenda. Just have a connection, make a connection. And just like in shiatsu and in everything, the the healing, the magic, the flow, the energy shift happens in the response, in the relationship. So, huh, super fun. <laughs> Thanks for putting up with me. I appreciate it. Let me know any questions, anything you'd like to share about. You can leave me a voice message on terrastyles.com. You can join us for practice on the Strala Yoga app anytime. Join us in person. We just had an amazing class at our friend's farm. We're calling it Strala Farm. It's called Edition Farm. We have an event two-day intensive coming up there in July, July 20th and 21st. And my next thing, retreat thing, is in the Dolomites. Not mad about that with my friend Erin Lewis of Eat, Pray, Move. She used to lead classes at our studio in New York and started this amazing retreat business over 10 years ago. So we're doing that together in the Dolomites. There's only a few places left. So if you want to join, join us for that. Then we've got Geneva in June, which is amazing. A great group already joining. This beautiful dance studio my friend Kelly found, who is an American living in Geneva, but I met her at our training in Miami last year. And I know her, this is how everything's connected. I know her because Another gal from our New York training who moved to Connecticut 
where Kelly used to live, she did classes with her. So everybody's connected. <laughs> everybody's connected. So thank you, Kelly, for helping us find this beautiful dance studio. And then July at the farm in Rhinebeck, so really close to New York City. And September in Tuscany, I'm doing a yoga and writing retreat with my friend Ann Garvin, who's an amazing best-selling fiction writer. She's going to lead writing workshops and creativity workshops. I'll lead yoga every day, two times. We're all staying together in a castle. My goodness, <laughs> come join for that. I can't wait. We'll be You'll be sick of me by the end of that. And then we have in November, our 200-hour training in Berlin. Berlin is like another home for me, for us, for Strala. I love it. Um, I'll show you around Pankow. I'll show you around uh, Mitta, the area where we like to stay. I know the local people there, you know. <laughs> A little no big deal. It's awesome. Come to Berlin, or if you're in Berlin, join us for that. And yeah, those are the things. We'll keep adding more things always. And thanks for being here. I'm so grateful to chat with you, to practice with you, to travel with you, to high-five you on the street. So lots of love. Have a wonderful day. And see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.